Hi, this is Ann Robertson, the pastor of the United Methodist Church of Westford in Westford, Massachusetts. This is the sermon from this past Sunday, Easter Sunday, April 16th, 2006. We had two services that Sunday in addition to the Easter sunrise service. And this is from the early service at 9.30 a.m. where we had the largest crowd. We had a good morning all the way around. And I'm glad that you're with us for this. As a note, I'm going to be away for the next two weeks. I've got a couple of weeks of vacation coming, so there won't be a sermon posted for the next two weeks. The next sermon will be up following the service of the first Sunday in May. The Easter sermon is titled, While It Was Still Dark, and comes from the account in the Gospel of John. Will you remain standing as we continue the story that Anita began from John 20, picking up in verse 11. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they've laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she didn't know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you'd carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. For those of us who practice the Christian faith, resurrection is the central monumental event in history. Whether you're the type of Christian that looks at it as historical reality, as I do, or the type of Christian that sees it only as spiritual truth, for all of us, resurrection is the absolute center. Of course, it was the central message for the disciples as well. And the story is recorded in all four of the Gospels. But to say that all four report it isn't to say that all four tell it the same way. The Gospel of John has a number of differences in it. And one of those in particular, I think, is helpful for us to think about. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all report that some variety of people went to the tomb early on the first day of the week. Matthew and Luke say it was at dawn. Mark says it was early, but notes that while the sun had risen. John alone notes that Mary Magdalene went to the tomb while it was still dark. Now, if you're really worried about that sort of thing, you can say that Mary went early and others came later. But I think if you do that, we'd be missing at least part of the point that John wants to convey. Of all the gospel writers, John is the deep one. John's the philosopher. He's got a highly symbolic and multi-layered gospel. 
The Gospel of John almost never means only what it says on the page. There are symbolic themes that run throughout, and you can go deep unto layer and layer and layer. John's Gospel was written much later than the other three, and there are some who say that Matthew, Mark, and Luke were written to tell the story of Jesus' life and what happened, and that John wrote much later to tell people who knew Matthew, Mark, and Luke what it all meant, that it was sort of a commentary on Jesus' life. One of the key themes that runs through the Gospel of John is the theme of light and of darkness. It's introduced in the very first paragraph of the Gospel. John 1, verses 3 to 5 reads, What has come into being in him was life, and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. After setting that up in the first paragraph, I don't think it's any accident that we have the light-dark theme appearing again here at the end. I don't think that John just forgot whether the sun was up or not when Mary went. And I don't think it's a mere historical rendering of when Mary showed up at the tomb. If Mark is saying it's dark, he means you bump into things because you can't see. But when John says it's dark, he means much more than physical darkness. The last time we saw Mary Magdalene in John's Gospel, she was standing at the foot of the cross as Jesus died. Now, if you want to start talking about whether Jesus and Mary were married, you're going to have to come back for the Da Vinci Code class I'm going to do in May. (laughs) But whatever else, from the Gospels, it's clear that they were very, very close. She's there at the cross with Jesus' mother, Jesus' aunt, and John. She's the first one to the tomb. She's the first to see Jesus after the resurrection. She's not on the fringe of Jesus' followers, which means that for Mary, as much as for any of Jesus' disciples, the previous days have been dark indeed. She was there at the darkest of them. She watched him die, which all of the other disciples but John couldn't do. It was horrible. It was brutal. He died as a criminal, and she watched. And that's about as dark as it gets in the human soul. And when she comes to the tomb on the first day of the week, it is still dark. She's still deep in the grief and the horror and the disbelief of what's happened. The sun could have been shining brightly. It wouldn't matter. For her, it was dark, dark, dark. But I think John wants to say more than just indicating that Mary hadn't had a very good weekend. His theme from the beginning is that Jesus is the light of the world, and no amount of darkness can snuff that out. What he's showing, I think, is how Mary lives out that hope and what happens as a result. What's interesting to me is that not one of the Gospels tells us of the actual resurrection. Nobody records blinding flashes of light, earthquakes, visions, glowing rocks, none of that stuff. What they do report is the discovery of an empty tomb. Nobody tells about the event itself. Here's this huge central event, and nobody but nobody sees it. 
Even though Jesus' birth was ignored by the masses, there were still angels singing to shepherds, there were signs in the night sky that foreign astrologers could read, and there was a king mad enough about a possible usurper that he ordered the massacre of all the babies in Bethlehem. But nobody at all gets tipped off about the resurrection in any of those stories. It just happens sometime during the night while it was still dark. And nobody knew until Mary went and looked. Spiritually, I think this is our hope. I don't know about you, but I've had some very, very dark times in my life. And when it's dark and you can't see what's going on around you because there's too much grief and pain and doubt, that's the time that we're tempted to ditch God and maybe even our own God-given lives. I've had friends that have done that believing that God's not ever going to do anything to help us, believing that God doesn't really give a flip about what happens to us. It's easy just to pull the covers up over our heads and give up. But Mary has something to teach us in those times. She went to the tomb while it was still dark. Despite her terrible grief and probable fear, Mary still got up and did something. She went to the last place that she knew that Jesus was. Even though it was his tomb, and she knew darn well that he was dead, she'd watched it. She still went. As useless as it was, she needed to be where Jesus was, even dead, to give her comfort in the dark. Mary shows us what faithfulness in the dark looks like. When our prayers just seem to hit the ceiling and fall back down on our heads, we go pray anyway. When reading the Bible is just so many words on a page, we pick it up and we read it anyway. When church seems to be just going through the motions with a bunch of hypocrites, we go anyway. We go to the tomb, to the place where we last saw him, while it is still dark. And then comes that time when we discover that in all that darkness, God has been at work. It wasn't in the paper. It wasn't on the news. Nobody saw it happen. But by golly, things are different. The tomb that we expected to stink with rotting flesh has been swept clean. Initially, there's panic. What happened? Is the other shoe about to drop? Is something worse now being added to our dark misery? Mary panicked, and she ran to get Peter and John. They came running, and they saw the empty tomb. And they went back home. They went back home? Is this a guy thing? I don't know. (laughs) Mary didn't go home. Mary stuck it out. If it was worse, so be it. If they'd stolen the body, she'd find it. Mary is not afraid of the dark. She's determined that she will find Jesus in it. And in her faithfulness, the scene again shifts. Again, she goes to the tomb. She's already been there. She knows there's nothing in it, but she goes again. The scene has changed. This time, there were angels. She turns around and there's somebody else. The gardener, maybe. But as the gardener speaks her name, the light dawns and she can finally see. 
It's Jesus. It's her Lord. He is risen. Her tears vanish, her prayers are answered, and she goes out in joy as the first evangelist to tell the others the news. And it all happened to her because she was faithful while it was still dark. No matter how bleak and completely impossible the situation looked, she went back to be with Jesus. Even when he wasn't there, she stayed, unwilling to take his absence as an answer. And Easter dawned. Of course, the resurrection itself had already happened in the night. But the reality of the resurrection didn't make the slightest difference in Mary's grief until she got up the courage to go out into the dark and to face whatever was there. Christian life is like that. We meet Jesus at some point, some earlier, some later. We enjoy life with him, the food he provides, the healing, the teaching, the acceptance of us as we are. But then there comes a time when it seems to all go up in smoke and we question everything. Our spiritual lives are dry, life hits us hard, and Jesus seems just plain dead and helpless. There's no point, we think. It's over. He wasn't what I thought he was. He can't save me after all. He couldn't even save himself. And darkness descends. In those times, listen to the witness of Mary. So what? He's my Lord, dead or alive. If a tomb is where I must go to be with him, then to a tomb I will go. And you go and you weep and you fear that it's gotten even worse. But then, out of the dark, someone calls your name. And you know it. You know the voice. He's alive. The stone is rolled away. The dawn has come. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It cannot overcome it. It never has and it never will. Life and light make the whole world new. But that Easter experience comes from being faithful in the dark. Thomas, one of the other disciples, heard the news, but there was still no Easter for him because he didn't believe it. He didn't really believe that the darkness could not overcome the light. Easter didn't come for Thomas until a week later when Jesus showed up and allowed this man that we've come to call Doubting Thomas to stick his fingers in Jesus' wounds. Only then does Thomas acknowledge the reality of Easter. Jesus says to him, Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have come to believe. And so what about you? Is it still dark in your life? Dark times come to everyone, even Jesus. Darkness is not a sign that you have no faith. Darkness is the opportunity to show your faith, as Mary did. Darkness is the time to get up and to face those fears head on, to go to the tomb. It's the time to recognize that Easter has already happened in the dark. When everybody was depressed and thought the work of God was a sham, God was doing the greatest work of all. So get up and go to the tomb. It's empty. He is alive 
And if you stick it out, he will speak your name. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. What about you? Who are you in this story? Are you Peter and John who come running to see and then just go home without having met Jesus? Are you Thomas who simply refuses to believe the news and remains in the dark? Are you Mary who refuses to let Jesus get away from her and is the very first to know the joy of Easter morning? God's action was the same for all of them. The resurrection happened and was there for any of them to experience. It wasn't the actions of Jesus that were different. It was the response of Jesus' followers that determined whether the joy of Easter came early and immediately or late. He is alive. The darkness has vanished. The stone has rolled away. What are you going to do about it? Amen. Thanks for subscribing to Spirit Walker Sermons. If you're ever in the area, stop in for worship at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 10 Church Street in Westford, Massachusetts. I'd love to have you stop by my website at www.annrobertson.com, where you can also subscribe to a weekly devotion, which you can receive either as an email or a podcast. I'd love to hear from you via email at ann at Thanks again for subscribing, and I hope your week is filled with God's blessings.